Golly, that tea's hot. Oh my gosh. Holy shit. I'm awake now. Episode 74. Happy to be here with you. Finally. Finally back with you. Dude, what a what a week. I hope yours was better. Uh, I've been going through it, man. I've been reflecting on this past year. What did I do well? What could I have done different? And it's always hard when you when you reflect on yourself. When you be when you're your own worst critic and your own best friend, it's uh it's an interesting dynamic. But yeah, I did a lot of self-reflection. And uh man, it just I got let's just put it this way. I have everything I need. I have I have a good relationship with my family. Uh again, um I have great, great friends. And all I'm missing is is money, which I feel like is, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. But, dude, been a little little, little struggle this week. A little struggle. A lot of lot of hard boiled eggs were eaten this week. If you guys want to support the show, uh, link in description. Get yourself a hoodie or a t shirt. <laughs> yeah, man. I uh, so a lot of you know I moved back from L.A. last year during the shutdown. I'm like, I'm not gonna pay rent in Los Angeles. If I can't do comedy, it's just lighting money on fire. So I moved back to to Florida and I was doing sales, you know, selling solar and roof, you know, doing like roofing contracting stuff, uh, which was going great. The only issue is the supply chain and, and you can't get materials. So everything that I've sold last year, I haven't seen a commission on it because it's just delayed or whatever, where there's no you know, the, the the customer wants gray roofing shingles and we only got blue. You know, it's always something. So I ended up getting a, uh, I just applied for everything that I could. And uh, I ended up getting a, a job at this breakfast place this this last two weeks. So, you know, I got people going, hey, do you have any sugar-free syrup? I, I'm gluten and tall or whatever, you know, just some of the worst people on the, uh, on the planet. And I'm grateful to have the job and to be able to have, some income coming in, you know, to, to keep me afloat. But man, I was just reflecting. I'm like, dude, last year I was backstage with some of the biggest names in comedy and getting introduced to people that I only would dream of meeting. And now I'm like, you know, I was washing my hands in the, in the bathroom at the restaurant, just looking at myself in the mirror going like, what a journey, you know? What a journey this life is. And I'm not complaining, dude. Like I, I knew I, I signed up for this shit. I knew in comedy, I'm, I'm six years in. So technically I have four more years till I graduate, so to speak, till you, you make a living. I don't know what it is. I, I guess it's, it's in a lot of careers too, but it's usually like seven to 10 years is when you slowly start to kind of figure out this comedy game. And so for the first six years really is how can I feed myself, pay my, my rent and still free up my nights to, to be able to perform stand up and, and get better at that craft because there's podcasting. This is a whole different thing. You know, I know I'm talking to you now, but right now I'm just looking at an, an iPhone camera, you know, but anyway, so it's like, man, what a, what a journey, dude. I'm not complaining because, you know, I signed up. No one was like, Hey, you need to, you need to get into stand up. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll do it. You know, no one held a gun to my head. This is a decision I made and I, and I wouldn't change it for the world, but holy shit, dude, back to waiting tables. Just pretty, uh, 
pretty funny. So, yeah, but everything's good. We're getting out of we're getting out of the hole. Um, plotting on some stuff. Probably going to be moving to Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, next year. So that's exciting. And just so I can be closer to L.A., Vegas, and then I have I have more of an in in on the West Coast than I do here in Orlando as far as doing comedy. And uh, I just need to get back on stage. I haven't been doing it a lot here. So, but yeah, man, just, uh, I'll give you a little gem and then we'll get into the show. I learned this just from over the years, but anytime I'm at the point where I'm like, holy shit, I don't see, I don't see the next move or the next step, so to speak. Like, how do I elevate from, cause sometimes you go, you go backwards, you know, and there's that whole saying, I know girls that have it tatted on them. An arrow gets pulled back before it launches forward. You know, that old cliche saying like, hey, a setback, you're like an arrow. If you get pulled back, it just means you're getting launched forward. I don't know how true that is. uh, But the way I see it is, man, whenever I'm at my breaking point, I know right around the corner. I just laugh whenever I'm like, holy shit, I have literally 50 cents in my bank account. Uh... I know something big's going to happen. Like whenever it's just at, I'm at my lowest low, something always breaks. And I don't know if that's someone from beyond the grave pulling strings behind the scenes that this is I'm on the right path, but something always realigns itself to where I know I'm on the right path. And so if you're out there and you're going, "Man, I'm in the same boat uh or I've been there or whatever you're dealing with, just know that you know, not even like, oh, there's a better tomorrow. It's like literally like if you just hold the faith and just keep fucking running into the wall, eventually something good is going to happen. So and the other thing is it could always be worse. You know, that's the other thing. It's like you could be an eight year old on Epstein Island. Like that would be fucking horrible. You know, that's a possibility, you know, but you just don't like your boss or whatever it is. Yeah, that's, what, that's my new thing is. Well, at least I'm not an eight-year-old on Epstein Island. Uh, <laughs> that whole trial is going on. I'm not even following it, dude. I don't even think anything's going to happen. I saw someone post, uh, like, oh, Ghislaine might walk. I go, yeah, what do you think's going to happen? You know how you know how tied up they are in the whole system? Like, they own the courts. They own the banks and the media. It's like, what are you going to do? They own everybody. They own the judge, probably. That's the thing. You give someone enough money, they're going to look away. You know, they're going to look off the side of the yacht that they just got bought for them. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think anything's going to happen to just Lane, dude. They fucking. I mean, the more you research that, you're just like, Jesus, she has eight passports. I didn't even know that was possible. And then you're like, oh, that's because they make the system that requires you to have a passport. Why wouldn't they have the they probably own the machine that makes them. <laughs> so anyway, dude, I, I hope you're doing good out there. Seriously, um, trying to get back on my shit as far as getting the episode out consistently. Uh, but this week, man, I just, uh, you know, it is what it is. So let's get into the show. Episode 74. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. You want, you want to smoke What have we got here? A fucking comedian. This show's not gonna go well. <laughs> you gotta let him fly. 
A massive snowstorm left dozens stranded in an Ikea. They slept on the display beds. And here's a photo of a guy with his hands behind his head laying shirtless in an Ikea bed like a true animal. So apparently there was a foot of snow in Denmark outside of this Ikea and six customers got stranded. And uh, did I just say stranded? Uh, they got stranded and 24 employees got snowed in. So they just all slept on the couches and the and the display beds. Now this seems to me, I don't know about you, but this seems like some Ikea bullshit setup. You know, the store is already a maze designed by the marketing team so you see all the shit before you can get out of the store. Dude, I would not be surprised if they had some kind of like, you know how in Dubai they have the uh, indoor snow, snow skiing. They have like an artificial mountain where they just blast like slush so it, it creates a, a slope. I would not be surprised if Ikea had snow machines on top of their building and as soon as they get like a couple customers, they just snow them in. There's no better way to sell someone a bed than to force them to sleep on it. Out of these six customers, did one of them wake up and be like, you know what, that couch is pretty comfortable. I guess I'll buy it. The manager's fist bumping all the employees in the back. Yeah, we fucking, we got them. <laughs> it just seems like something Ikea would do. Just do a fake snowstorm outside. They go, oh, looks like we're snowed in, guys. Grab a couch. Try out that love seat. It's on sale. We also have meatballs, you know. Just kind of containing, keeping them prisoner so they buy more shit. This guy with this shirt off is so funny, dude. <laughs> he just looks, he looks at everybody else across. He goes, hey, hey, I sleep naked. All right. If you don't, if you don't like it, go to the other, go to the other section. I'm, I call this one. People fighting over uh, the beds. That's hilarious, dude. It had been nice and warm and we are happy that they would let us in. But one thing didn't go exactly to Banga Guard's liking. What a hell of a name. Bangs God. Dude, Bang. B-A-N-G-S-G-A-A-R-D-S. Bangs Guard? What a... Dude, that's a Viking name for sure. By order of the Bangs Gods. Uh, he and his wife were eyeing a double bed as they made their way through the, sh the showroom looking for a spot to sleep, only for their friends to snatch it first. So we took the sofa bed. That was really nice. At least they didn't have to put the shit together. That'd have been funny. No sleeping on the floor models. You guys can build one of you guys can build one of these. Uh that's funny, dude. Here's another one I wanted to talk about. Uh a 22-year-old transgender swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania continued her dominant performance this season, setting numerous pool, meet, and program records at the three-day event in Ohio last weekend. Leah Thomas. Blew away her competition Friday night in the 500-yard freestyle preliminaries and the finals at the Zippy Invitational at the University of Akron, according to results posted by the school. In the finals, Thomas notched a winning time of 4 minutes and 34 seconds, good enough for a new Ivy League record, with a time of a minute 41, representing the fastest finish in the country, the school said. Before her transition, Thomas completed a two full seasons at Penn as a man. NCAA rules mandate at least one year of testosterone suppression treatment to be eligible to compete as a woman. Swimming is a huge part of my life and who I am. I've been a swimmer since I was five years old, Thomas told Penn today last June. Being trans has not affected my ability to do the sport and being able to continue is very rewarding. 
yeah, you know, um, besides the fact that I'm <laughs> way longer than my biological female competitors, but cutting my dick off uh, actually made me more aerodynamic. Believe it or not. It's really why I did it. Dude, so they just shattered. Could you, <laughs> could you imagine, dude? You, you hold your school's record, and then some just used to be man. Still is a man. I don't know. It, cancel me. I don't fucking care. Just destroying records. Unbelievable. So what? You go through one. Yeah, dude. It's like, oh, I have low testosterone, but I still have giant arms. And they count it, dude. It's over. Tell Kim Jong to hit that red button, baby. It's fucking over. I might be light heavyweight champion in MMA if I can just, you know, be a, dye my hair pink. Good news for the fatties. Obesity could be cured by turning off the hungry hormone. Trial study shows. This is where we're at. People will do anything. Anything. Not to lose weight. Hey, you know what? I'm never going to stop pounding chocolate chip cookies. But if you could just somehow switch off the thing in my body that makes me hungry, you know, then I'll finally lose weight. Holy shit. Obesity could be cured without diet or exercise with a radical trial launched into turning the so-called hungry hormone off. The trial is set to investigate the process that could cut the desire to overeat and reduce weight in just 40 minutes. And the process would cost $2,000, a quarter of the price of normal fat loss surgery. Oh my gosh. They took 80 volunteers to go through the procedure called bariatric embolization and have their ghrelin turned off. I guess that's the hormone, which is nicknamed the hungry hormone. And then here's an ad with Hillary Clinton. Okay. Let's just scroll past that because unless she's showing you how to delete emails, I definitely need help with that. But fucking 70,000 emails on my phone. You got to delete one at a time. Still don't understand that. Get it fixed, Apple. Uh, due to the expense and logistics, the NH NHS performed 6,000 of these procedures last year, leading to a long waiting list. Oh, my God. Just plank. Just plank bunch of fat scientists all right guys how can we perfect modern medicine i don't know why don't we just remove the thing that makes people hungry so what then you're just never hungry oh what are the side effects on this just shutting off hormones like i said kim jong fire the missile are you hungry no i'm not hungry i actually never will be again i only eat when i want to well, are you never full? If you're never hungry, are you... F I don't know, dude. Just fucking go to the gym. Just do something. Do, do 20 push-ups at the house. What is this? What's coming out next, dude? That's the other thing. Just gonna keep figuring out ways. And that'll do it. It's about midnight here. Uh, this'll be out on a Friday. Again, sorry for... Uh, shit. Not having the episode out. Maybe I'll do another one. Don't hold your breath uh, for this week, but I'm going to try and have it out Tuesday uh, for next week, definitely. And uh, yeah, like I said, man, everybody just hold on. Keep keep doing your thing and uh, good things will happen. At Sean Madden Comedy on YouTube. 
I'm Sean Madden on Instagram. I'm putting out two sketches a week on the Instagram, and I'm putting new stuff every day on YouTube. So check that out. Uh, thanks to all the new subscribers, all the new listeners. If you guys like this show, please leave a review. Hit the thumbs up if you're watching the YouTube. Five stars, all that. Smash the like button, all that shit everyone else says. And uh, yeah, I have a, a a bit about skydiving, and that's what the merch is based off of. I got a hoodie uh, and a t-shirt, both in men and women's sizes. It's a it's a a tandem skydiving cartoon that says she took everything based off of the the bit I have about why I'll never go skydiving. And it was drawn by the famous Jason Chatfield. He's a he's a famous cartoonist. Uh, he's got some popular stuff in Australia as well. And um, he's been in like every newspaper, the New Yorker, any any cartoon you see in the newspaper, he's probably drawn a bunch of them. So really cool to have him do that uh, for me. And um, yeah, go get the go get the hoodies if you guys like the show. And uh, if you're out in California, hit up at Trill Trees, T-R-I-L-L. T-R-E-E-Z, Trill Trees on Instagram, uh, Southern California. Uh, they're in multiple shops. If you guys like the cannabis, uh, check them out. Look for the gold accented bags. If you go to 2000 Condor Ave in Los Angeles, tell them Sean sent you. You'll get 10% off your purchase. So thanks again for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. You want, you want to smoke something? What have we got here? A fucking comedian. This show's not gonna go well. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta let him fly.